Act Five of Andrea or the Fair Andrian by Terence, translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Fifth, Scene One. Enter Creamies and Simo from the house of Simo. Enough already. Enough, Simo, has my friendship toward you been proved. Sufficient hazard have I begun to encounter. Make an end of your entreaties, then. While I've been endeavoring to oblige you, I've almost fooled away my daughter's prospects in life. Nay, but now in especial, Gremus, I do beg and entreat of you that the favor commenced a short time since in words you will now complete by deeds see how unreasonable you are from your very earnestness so long as you affect what you desire you neither think of limits to compliance nor what it is you request of me for if you did think you would now forbear to trouble me with unreasonable requests what unreasonable requests do you ask you importuned me to promise my daughter to a young man engaged in another attachment, adverse to the marriage date, to plunge her into discord and a marriage of uncertain duration, that through her sorrow and her anguish I might reclaim your son. You prevailed. While the case admitted of it, I made preparations. Now it does not admit of it. You must put up with it, they say that she is a citizen of this place. A child has been born. Do cease to trouble us. Uh, by the gods, I do conjure you not to bring your mind to believe those whose especial interest it is that he should be as degraded as possible. On account of the marriage have all these things been feigned and contrived. When the reason for which they do these things is removed from them, they will desist you are mistaken i myself saw the servant maid wrangling with davos simo sneeringly i am aware with an appearance of earnestness when neither at the moment perceived that i was present there i believe it and davis a short time since forewarned me that this would be the case and i don't know how i forgot to tell you it to-day as i had intended Scene two. Enter Davos from the house of Glycerium. Davos aloud at the door, not seeing Simo and Creamies. Now then, I bid you set your minds at ease. Creamies to Simo. See you. There's Davos. From what house is he coming out? Davos to himself. Through my means and that of the stranger. Simo overhearing. What mischief is this? Davos to himself. I never did see a more opportune person, encounter, or occasion. The rascal. I wonder who he's praising. All the affair is now in a safe position. Why do I delay to accost him? Davos to himself, catching sight of Simo. It's my master. What am I to do? Simo accosting him. Oh, save you, good sir. Davos affecting surprise. Ha! Simo! Oh, Crams, my dear sir, 
All things are now quite ready indoors. Simo ironically. Uh, you have taken such very good care. Send for the bride when you like. Very good. Ironically. Of course, that's the only thing that's now wanting here. But do you answer me this? What business had you there? Pointing to the house of Glycerium. What? I? Just so. I? Yes, you. I went in just now. As if I asked how long ago. Together with your son. What? Is Pamphilus in there? Aside. To my confusion, I'm on the rack. To Davos. How now? Didn't you say that there was enmity between them, you scoundrel? There is. Why is he there, then? Why do you suppose he is? Ironically. Quarrelling with her, of course. Nay, but, Krems, I'll let you now hear from me a disgraceful piece of business. An old man, I don't know who he is, has just now come here. Look, you, he is a confident and shrewd person. When you look at his appearance, he seems to be a person of some consequence. There is a grave sternness in his features, and something commanding in his words. What news are you bringing, I wonder? Why, nothing but what I heard him mention. What does he say, then? That he knows Glycerium to be a citizen of Attica. Simo going to his door. Ho there! Dromo! Dromo! Scene 3. Enter Dromo hastily from the house. What is it? Dromo! Hear me. If you add a word, Dromo! Hear me, pray. Dromo to Simo. What do you want? Simo pointing to Davos. Carry him off on your shoulders indoors as fast as possible. Whom? Davis. For what reason? Because I choose. To Dromo. Carry him off, I say. What have I done? Carry him off. If you find that I have told a lie in any one matter, then kill me. I'll hear nothing. I'll soon have you set in motion. What? Although this is the truth. In spite of it. To Dromo. Take care he's kept well secured. And do you hear? Tie him up hands and feet together. Now then, be off. Upon my faith this very day, if I live, I'll teach you what hazard there is in deceiving a master, and him in deceiving a father. Dromo leads Davos into the house. Oh, don't be so extremely vexed. Oh, Kremas, the dutifulness of a son, do you not pity me? That I should endure so much trouble for a son. Goes to the door of Glycerium's house. Come, Pamphilus! Come out, Pamphilus! Have you any shame left? Scene 4. Enter Pamphilus in haste from Glycerium's house. Who is it that wants me? Aside. I'm undone! It's my father! What say you of all men the... Oh... Rather speak about the matter itself, and forbear to use harsh language. As if anything too severe could now be possibly said against him. Pray, do you say that Glycerium is a citizen? So they say. So they say. 
unparalleled assurance does he consider what he says is he sorry for what he has done does his countenance pray at all betray any marks of shame that he should be of mind so weak as without regard to the custom and the law of his fellow-citizens and the wish of his own father to be anxious in spite of everything to have her to his own utter disgrace miserable that i am ha have you at last found that out only just now pamphilus long since did that expression long since when you made up your mind that what you desired must be effected by you at any price from that very day did that expression aptly befit you but yet why do i torment myself why vex myself why worry my old age with this madness am i to suffer the punishment for his offences nay then let him have her good-bye to him let him pass his life with her my father ha how my father as if you stood in any need of this father home wife and children provided by you against the will of your father people suborned too to say that she is a citizen of this place you have gained your point father may i say a few words what can you say to me but simo do hear him i hear him why should i hear him Kremus? still however do allow him to speak well then let him speak i allow it i own that i love her if that is committing a fault i own that also to you father do i subject myself impose on me any injunction you please command me do you wish me to take a wife do you wish me to give her up as well as i can i will endure it this only i request of you not to think that this old gentleman has been suborned by me allow me to clear myself and to bring him here before you to bring him here do allow me father he asks what's reasonable do give him leave allow me to obtain thus much of you i allow it i desire anything so long as i find Kremus, that i have not been deceived by him pamphilus goes into the house of glycerium for a great offence a slight punishment ought to satisfy a father scene five re-enter pamphilus with crito Crito to Pamphilus, as he is coming out. Forbear entreating. Of these, any one reason prompts me to do it, either your own sake, or the fact that it is the truth, or that I wish well for Glycerium herself. Cremes starting. Do I see Crito of Andros? Surely it is he greetings to you cremes how is it that so contrary to your usage you are at athens so it has happened but is this simo it is he simo were you asking for me how now do you say that glycerium is a citizen of this place do you deny it simo ironically 
have you come here so well prepared for what purpose do you ask are you to be acting this way with impunity are you to be luring young men into snares here inexperienced in affairs and liberally brought up by tempting them and to be playing upon their fancies by making promises are you in your senses and are you to be patching up amours with courtesans by marriage pamphilus aside i'm undone i fear that the stranger will not put up with this if simo you knew this person well you would not think thus he is a worthy man he a worthy man to come so opportunely to-day just at the very nuptials and yet never to have come before of course we must believe him cremas pamphilus aside if i didn't dread my father i have something which in this conjuncture i could opportunely suggest to him simo sneeringly to creamies a sharper huh. it is his way crito do excuse it let him take heed how he behaves if he persists in saying to me what he likes he'll be hearing things that he don't like am i meddling with these matters or interesting myself can you not endure your troubles with a patient mind for as to what i say whether it is true or false what i have heard can soon be known a certain man in attica a long time ago his ship being wrecked was cast ashore at andros and this woman together with him who was then a little girl he in his destitution by chance first made application to the father of crisis simo ironically <laughs> he's beginning his tale let him alone really is he to be interrupting me in this way do you proceed he who received him was a relation of mine there i heard from him that he was a native of attica he died there his name the name in such a hurry phenia cremes starting ha oh, i shall die he faith i really think it was phenia this i know for certain he said that he was a citizen of ramnus oh jupiter many other persons in andros have heard the same cremes cremes aside i trust it may turn out as i hope to crito come now tell me what did he then say about her did he say she was his own daughter no whose then his brother's daughter she certainly is mine what do you say what is this that you say pamphilus aside prick up your ears pamphilus why do you suppose so that phania was my brother i knew him and i am aware of it he flying from the wars and following me to asia set out from here at the same time he was afraid to leave her here behind since then this is the first time i have heard what became of him pamphilus aside i am scarcely myself so much has my mind been agitated by fear hope joy and surprise at this 
so great, so unexpected blessing. Really? I am glad for many reasons that she has been discovered to be a citizen. I believe it, father. But there yet remains one difficulty with me, which keeps me in suspense. Pamphilus aside. You deserve to be... With your scruples, you plague, you are seeking a knot in a bulrush. Crito to Cremes. What is that? The names don't agree. Troth, she had another when little. What was it, Crito? Can you remember it? I'm trying to recollect it. Pamphilus aside. Am I to suffer his memory to stand in the way of my happiness? When I myself can provide my own remedy in this matter, I will not suffer it. Aloud. Hark you, Cremas, that which you are trying to recollect is Pasibula. The very same. That's it. I've heard it from herself a thousand times. I suppose, Cremas, that you believe we all rejoice at this discovery. So may the gods bless me. I do believe it. What remains to be done, father? The event itself has quite brought me to reconcilement. Oh, kind father, with regard to her as a wife, since I have taken possession of her, Cremes will not offer any opposition. The plea is a very good one, unless perchance your father says anything to the contrary. Of course, I agree. Then be it so. Her portion, Pamphilus, is ten talents. I am satisfied. I'll hasten to my daughter. Come now. Beckoning. Along with me, Crito, for I suppose that she will not know me. They go into Glycerium's house. Simo to Pamphilus. Why don't you order her to be sent for hither to our house? Well thought of. I'll at once give charge of that to Davis. Uh, he can't do it. How so? Because he has another matter that more nearly concerns himself and of more importance what pray he is bound father he is not rightly bound but i ordered to that effect prithee do order him to be set at liberty well be it so but immediately i am going in ho <laughs> oh, fortunate and happy day simo goes into his house scene six Enter Carinus at a distance. Carinus apart to himself. I've come to see what Pamphilus is about. And look, here he is. Pamphilus to himself. Someone perhaps might imagine that I don't believe this to be true. But now it is clear to me that it really is true. I do think that the life of the gods is everlasting, for this reason, because their joys are their own. For immortality has been obtained by me, if no sorrow interrupts this delight. But whom in particular could I wish to be now thrown in my way, for me to relate these things to? Carinus apart to himself. What means this rapture? Pamphilus to himself. I see Davis. There is no one in the world whom I would choose in preference, for I am sure that he of all people will sincerely rejoice in my happiness. Scene 7. Enter Davus. Davos to himself. Where is Pamphilus, I wonder? Here he is, Davos. Davos turning round. Who's that? Tis I, Pamphilus. You don't know what has happened to me. No, really. 
but I know what has happened to myself. And I, too. It has fallen out just like human affairs in general, that you should know the mishap I have met with before I the good that has befallen you. My Glycerium has discovered her parents. Oh, well done. Cariness apart, in surprise. <sighs> her father is an intimate friend of ours. Who? Cremes. You do tell good news. And there's no hindrance to my marrying her at once. Cariness apart. Is he dreaming the same that he has been wishing for when awake? Then about the child, Davis. Oh, say no more. You are the only person whom the gods favor. Cariness apart. I'm all right if these things are true. I'll accost them. Comes forward. Who is this? Why, Sharonis, you meet me at the very nick of time. That's all right. Have you heard? Everything. Come, and your good fortune do have some regard for me. Kremes is now at your command. I'm sure that she'll do everything you wish. I'll remember you. And because it is tedious for us to wait for him until he comes out, follow me this way. He is now indoors at the house of Glycerium. Do you, Davos, go home. Send with all haste to remove her thence. Why are you standing there? Why are you delaying? I'm going. Pamphilus and Carinus go into the house of Glycerium. Davos then comes forward and addresses the audience. Don't you wait until they come out from there. She will be betrothed within. If there is anything else that remains, it will be transacted indoors. Grant us your applause. End of Act 5 End of Andrea or The Fair Andrian by Terence Translated by Henry Thomas Riley